marriage is hard. I mean, relationships in general are hard. Trust me, as one that has a failed, well, one failed marriage and plenty of failed other relationships, it's fine. Um, I I can tell you there's a lot of unwritten rules of how you're supposed to act, but but how bad would a situation have to get where you feel like you would even have to go snitch to your significant other's company? This is a weird one today. Let's get into the show. Welcome. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Okay, here we go. Took a day off yesterday. That was nice to have just a little extra breathing room this weekend. Hopefully you had a good 4th of July weekend. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast if you're listening in real time. Uh, If not, it's fine. This could be, you know, mid-December you're listening to this. That's the weird thing with podcasting. Anyway, it's a podcast that I created because I want you to feel not so alone. We're all going through life together, trying to figure it out. Luckily, my mom has mastered life. She's just the best at it. And she's always got some great words of wisdom. And I start every show by introducing you to her. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Just the noise in your house is already giving me anxiety. (laughs) Like I'm sitting here trying to ignore it, but I just cannot help but mention it <laughs> at the beginning i get on a couple minutes ago so my mom and i talk you know for a little bit before we actually start recording and i go into like instant anxiety mode first off i come back to my phone right i put my phone down for a few minutes i come back i have two missed calls from my mom three text messages from my mom and two text messages from my dad and i'm like oh my god this must be an emergency and i realized that it's my brother's birthday dinner tonight and so I log in, right, just so we can start recording. We do it over like this this website where we're able to record together. And the first thing I hear is like, it sounds like you guys are under renovations in your house. <laughs> but that, so that pounding has yet ceased. But dad's come in two or three times to ask questions. You guys are like setting up for some type of like presidential event over here or something for my brother's birthday. This is giving me anxiety no. from the other coast. <laughs> no, that's me banging my head against the wall. me too there are some days i mean i would say 95 percent of the time i miss you guys but days like today any kind of holidays are always extremely anxious around the, the yancey household and it usually comes from my dad he usually is one that like i and i don't even know where it comes from but it's like everything has to be so meticulous and it's who's up there right now? Is it just it's just the five of you guys or the four of you guys? No, it's just Brian and Aunt and Jim and I. Yeah. And literally, like <laughs> I can just feel the anxiety. Because the text my dad are like, hey, when are you guys gonna record? It's Brian's birthday dinner. We gotta make sure we're done. Right at seven o'clock. Blah, blah, blah. And then I call my mom and she's like, Well, we're just ordering pizzas. Like it's not, I'm just mercy. Like my anxiety is to the roof right now for Brian's birthday, and I'm not there. And then you hear you hear hammering in the background because Aunt is repairing a drawer that fell out today because I had too many heavy pans in it. So he decided that he would um, fix that for us. He's a great little worker. He loves it's my to brother's busy. husband. Yes, he's great. He's awesome. So that's what you heard. We weren't remodeling our house, even though I know that sounded yeah, like it. It's, it's a, lot, a lot going on on the on the Yancey side over there. I'll Always. tell you, I, I want to talk to you about the. I want to talk to you about the um, the weekend. I personally have Fourth of July FOMO, and I'm not a big FOMO kind of person. Do you, know, you know what FOMO means? No. FOMO is fear of missing out. And it's like when Aww. you say no to something, but you're kind of like, well, but what if I don't go? And that's really fun. And then I'm like, I'm disappointed I didn't do anything or whatever. So I was under the expectation that everyone was going to take 4th of July seriously and stay <laughs> at home and like try to beat off a global pandemic that we are going through currently. Well, I, so I'm like, no, I'm not going to do anything. People are like, go to the beach. No, go to the pool. No, go hang out at our house. No, like I'm just going to chill. Like I don't want to go into like, any kind of large group setting really ever, but especially during a pandemic. So I, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually sitting here. I spent my 4th of July evening, uh, during the day I went over to sunset cliffs and spent a little bit of time in the sun. Cause it was really nice. Oh, out. But it's so beautiful. I spent my, spent my 4th of July night sitting here working on coupon codes 
for the certified fans. Like I could hear the fireworks in the background, but I had a big coupon project I had to get done for this podcast. So I was like, this is the perfect time. No one's going to be out doing anything. It'll be perfect. So then I get on Instagram and literally everybody is out doing something like everybody, everybody's in crowds. Everybody is out like with their friends, their family, the pool, the beach, like the beaches here were slammed this weekend. We were the only county that kept our beaches open from south of L.A. And it was like everyone then drove down here. Traffic getting into San Diego on Friday was like a madhouse. So I think I'm literally possibly the only person that's listening (laughs) to this podcast right now that did not do anything for the 4th of July. (laughs) Because I thought that's what we were doing. You guys made it seem like that was the plan. Mm-hmm. And then I effed up even more because I, I, you know, I don't have a job right now. This is my only job, if you want to call it that. And so I assumed that you guys were all going to take Monday off. And so I was like, well, I'll just take Monday off too. Give me an extra day to get some behind the scenes stuff worked on. And then I realized that you guys all took Friday off. Friday's episode was the lowest listened to episode in the history of our whole podcast in three months. It was our least listened to day. And then today, uh, which is Monday, you guys will get this on Tuesday. Everyone's like, well, where's the podcast? (laughs) And I'm like, no, go listen to Friday's. I already posted it. It's not that timely. Go listen to it. It's a good one. Oh, gosh. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we've, yeah, we've all yeah. hung out at the lake, and of course, when we're close, we wear our mask, and we eat far enough apart. We have the luxury of space to do that, and um, Maggie and John were here until yesterday. They were here for two days and nights, and um, Brian and Aunt are still here, which is great because they have some time off this week, but I'll tell you the craziest thing that happened, so you know, I do my best especially when Brian is here to make vegan food because he Mm -hmm. is solely vegan. I eat vegan most of the time, but I can also go vegetarian. So he wanted- You're not as strict as we are. I'm not as strict as You are when it's convenient. You're a convenient (laughs) vegan. And every now and again, I can be pescatarian, which means I'll have a piece of salmon. Yeah, my mom, because people ask me, oh, is your mom vegan or is your mom vegetarian? And I'm like, I probably, yeah, I get one of those today. It depends on the day. It depends on the day. She eats meat. When's the last time you actually ate meat? Oh, no. Like when we're talking chicken or steak or something. Two years ago, I guess, when I was at your house and watched What the Health. So for Brian's birthday cake he wanted a chocolate chip cookie cake so I said, well he's okay. been having those since childbirth i mean as long Forever. as i can remember my brother who is now 41 is he 41 right. today yeah he uh Amazing. he has had a, a a cookie you know kind of like an american what is it called right. american cookie Great company american cakes you know cookie company yep mm-hmm. yeah so no here he more. is 40 years later uh, still getting uh-huh. the cookie cakes so uh-huh. so how'd that go well Maggie texted me on Friday and had a picture of um, some vegan chocolate chip cookie dough at Whole Foods. And she said, do you want me to bring this? And I was like, oh, no, I'm doing this from scratch. So so yesterday, yesterday morning, I got up. I made the vegan cookie cake in a pizza pan. It said bake it for 22 minutes, which I did. It looked pretty good, a little crusty, and then I I waited for it to cool. I put the icing on it, and we took it down to the dock yesterday afternoon, and we ate it, and it was hysterical. You could hardly cut it with a pizza cutter. It was bad. It was awful. I know. It was so hard. It was like Brian said, well, this really tastes good, but it's kind of like eating rock candy. I feel like that we're kind of ruining the vegan uh, agenda right now because a lot of people are like, oh, well, isn't it gross when you do this and do that? And I would say like 70% of the time, yes. Like it's just not the same. You have to go in with a completely different expectation of what – I don't even remember what real food tastes like anymore. 
because I eat like this. Uh, every, I'm known literally on Instagram for being the guy that eats the um, uh, the Dia mac and cheese. I don't know why that's so fascinating <laughs> to people, but literally it's like become a thing with me and like people go out and try it and they take pictures of it. And say, I, I don't know why. It became, I posted it a couple of times and literally it like just became a thing. So, um, so then people go try it and then they're like, oh, this really isn't as, as good as I thought it was going to be. Or it's like, not as I'm good like, as it looked on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You have to literally drop your expectation of what food actually tastes like. like I haven't had mac and cheese in so long. I don't even remember. So my expectations are so low when it comes to it. I mean, when you're used to eating like kale and like Brussels sprouts all day, anything that tastes remotely like mac and cheese is going to seem like a real treat. So, so I, so beggars good. can't be choosers. But I feel like if I had mac and cheese again, I'd be like, oh, damn, man, this other stuff's real bad. It's really not. <laughs> it's garbage. So that's why, again, you can't do things because you can't go backwards. I don't sit in first no. class because I can't go backwards. I cannot no. eat real food again non-vegan food like it was like oh come on you just want to slip and have i'm like no because i I know it's so much better probably and i can't i can't go backwards i can't it tastes better but it's not better for you i i was telling brian today that um i went to pick him up at the um car wash because he he left his truck there to be done it was gonna take an hour and a half anyway um i passed arby's and I was sitting at the traffic light, and I looked over at Arby's, and of course, they just had their drive through window open. And there was a guy sitting in his truck, and he was snarfing up that roast beef sandwich like it was the best thing he had ever had. And then he yeah. was just cramming his face with those curly fries. And I, yeah. and I said to Brian, oh, my God, I don't even remember when I had something like that remotely like that in my mouth. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you actually ate that sandwich, you'd be like, this is delicious. And those fries, you'd be like, this is so good. Cause there's nothing better than Arby's fries. I will argue that to the, the end of my life that out of all the fast food restaurants, Arby's fries, curly fries, you can't yeah. touch them. There's nothing else. Yeah. And you know, what's so it's fascinating not- is out here is people are so enamored is that the word i'm looking for that means like really like like really in love with into it enamored yeah into uh chick-fil-a fries now when you're from the south there's a chick-fil-a on every (laughs) corner so you don't really it's not like a delicacy but out here there's like maybe five in san diego Mm -hmm. so it's like a real treat when you get to have a fried chicken sandwich from chick-fil-a right but Uh people out here think that chick-fil-a fries are like the ultimate fry and (laughs) I disagree, and I don't know because maybe I've had them my whole entire life, but I have to disagree with that firmly. Like, they're okay. They're not bad, but I would put them like, I mean, I would say McDonald's fries are better than that. I think Burger King's fries are better than that. Uh, Arby's fries are far superior. Checkers fries, checkers or rallies, depending on which coast you're on, so good. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just have a hard time when people say Chick-fil-A fries are the best fries because that just, I don't, it just hits me. Hits me the wrong way. Oh, I've never been a big fry fan, but it, my favorite fast food fry was always McDonald's. Yeah, but, they're good. But yeah. I've never been a huge fan. I've never been a huge fry fan, so it's so, all good. Yeah. I mean, get out of here with your Chick-fil-A. People <laughs> love it here, though. It's just a, <laughs> such a delicacy. I get it. I get it. It's so rare for you guys. Uh, well, let's talk to my brother for his birthday. I've been trying to think okay. of a reason to bring my brother on, and I'll explain when we, you want to go get him. He's not going to play a theme song, or he's not going to have anything that's <laughs> no. prepared he like won't. my dad. My brother's really different than the rest of my family. That's why I have a hard time bringing him on because I can't quite figure out like where to put him on as like um like where he fits into the family. I can't really figure out like what he does. Like my dad's crazy. My sister's dramatic. My mom's sweet. My brother's kind of all over the place. So your brother, you, the, the problem yeah, is yeah. that your, your brother is probably the most normal of all of us. I know. Right? I think probably he's the craziest. I would say he's probably the craziest out of all of us, but we'll, We'll let him decide when he comes on and just go grab him really quick. You can ask him how crazy he really is. Uh, While she's grabbing him, let me play this voicemail for you from my dad that I got on uh, after Friday's show. This is (laughs) my family's so dramatic. Kramer, this is your dad, alias Jimmy Mac. I got a beef with you. 
I'm 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 going to put my foot down here. I just realized that Brian hasn't come on. He's the only fam- family member uh, that hasn't been invited on, and so my protest will be: I'm not coming on the show again unless Brian has already been on it. So take that for however you want to. And call get your brother on. He's got some good content. Uh, <laughs> love you forever. Bye. Oh my god! Like this is like, it's like a reality. It's like living. It's like living a bad reality show <laughs> or a good reality show, depending on how you want to look at it. Here he is. Okay. His debut. Hey y'all. <laughs> well, I've been up here in Dawsonville for a few days now. You know, you change your accent and all. <laughs> I was just what saying, happened? I don't even know how to describe you because I can't really figure out how you fit into this family. Mom's like, well, he's it's because he's the most normal. I'm like, actually, I think you might be the craziest out of everybody. And that's what's mm-hmm. the hardest part to pin you down on to what to bring you on for. Because it's like, oh, okay, well, do I bring him on? Because I was actually thinking about bringing you on last month for Pride Month. A month kind of got away from me. So my brother's gay. He's married. His husband, Aunt, who's up there right now, too. And I'm like, yeah. so then I forgot it was Pride Month. And it, kind of, it kind of skipped by me. And then I'm like, well, you know, we can talk to him about like uh, maybe like owning a business. Uh, he's that's like that's only like a, like a part of you. And then I'm like, well, uh, maybe I, I don't even know how to explain in a podcast, in one single podcast, how bizarre your life has been over the last what two years. It's well, <laughs> like, I think it's because I've had it's because I've had so many lifetimes. You know, it's just hard to know which yeah, what we're my, talking about. And what are we even talking about? I don't, you know. So my brother, as you can see, is now going through what you might call a spiritual awakening. Would that be the fair fair thing to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two two years ago, uh, was it two years ago or longer? Three years ago? Uh, it was about two and a half. Yeah, it was because it was to, uh, right before Christmas, over two years ago. Yeah. Let's go back to your thirty eighth birthday then, okay? And let's kind of. Let's describe yeah. your your life of what did your life look like at, on your 38th birthday? Well, I would have been wrapping up cloud tags and, you know, that was obviously a really intensive experience where I had done a startup and, you know, raised six and a half million dollars and, you know, had a, a tremendous amount of stress. And so that would have been really, uh, I guess, starting to wrap that up, just starting to get that cleaned up and get clarity. Right. But that would have been how sort long, of like so a, that was like a startup company. My brother did like an IT kind of startup company. You ran that for how long? Mm-hmm. It started in 2012. So okay, so so for seven seven or eight years. And so my brother was like this 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 big like you know entrepreneurial tech. mind. He always yeah, has been, right? Tech. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember my brother when you were when we were kids. You like had your own lawn cutting business. Like you've always been very entrepreneurial minded. Yeah, natural aspects. We had all the lawns in the whole neighborhood. Yep, <laughs> natural aspects. That's right. That was what it was called. I had my own logo made up. We had the flyers. It was beautiful. <laughs> he was a he was a big deal. Okay, so so here he is. Right, he's got this big tech startup where which is kind of like he's kind of wrapping it up, trying to figure out what to do with it. But that's really how he spent his life. It's like this. I mean, very financially well off, like business minded, like just uh, go out, go get them, hustle, get up super early, work, work hard, till the sun goes hard, down. Yeah. Okay. So now let's fast forward. Okay. And let's go to now your 40, 41st birthday, which is today and try, try (laughs) in only a 30 minute podcast. How many hours do you have? Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) Like explain how, how your life is today. So now I, uh, I shut that down. That was a a gruesome process, but went through that. And, uh, I basically redirected all my time and energy and thought towards stuff that was in line with sort of my spiritual path. And specifically what that means for me now is, uh, I'm working with someone, uh, on some plant-based medicine ceremonies and resort settings. So that can be a number of things to help people use plant modalities to awaken themselves and to, to realize that there's more than just your, your body and, and your mind. And uh, I 
sold my house uh, and trying to simplify my life and trying to scale things down, sold my house. And uh, I bought 716 acres of land in North Georgia, uh, in addition to the work that I'm doing to open other locations for other purposes to, uh, to allow spiritual retreats and not any specific path. I mean, the great thing about spirituality is that it's everything, right? So it could be everything from meditation, silent meditation, guided meditation, yoga, um, again, plant modalities, it's everyone's on a different path. And so my work is really to assist and allow people in whatever modality is best suited for them to realize that they're just more than their, their body and their mind. Well, when he says he bought, I don't, I don't want you to think that like when he says he bought 700 acres of land that like he is, I mean, I, I, I was picturing, so over the holidays that was is when this happened and I'm picturing that we're going to go up and like this, you know, maybe, maybe it kind of looked like maybe like an un, like undeveloped neighborhood with roads and, and uh, you know, streetlights and everything else. You no, know, literally he just bought land. Now, my brother knows literally nothing when it comes to like any type of infrastructure stuff, right? Like you don't have a background in that. You don't have no idea, but he's now going to somehow build this whole, like, like there's no roads, there's no roads, there's no water, no, there's like, no power. Completely, completely <laughs> off grid. It's a municipality, you know, it's not even a town. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a municipality of poetry, Georgia. Uh, and so, yeah, there's, there's nothing there, but in my mind, it's no different than anything else I've done entrepreneurially, which is, you know, I've never known anything I stepped into until I've stepped into it. And then it just kind of, it just happens or it doesn't happen, you know, depending on what it was, but it's just deep learning. So, yeah, I consider this the same thing, but yeah, it's going to be off grid solar, you know, we're, we're learning how to use ponds and streams and wells and, uh, you know, not be dependent upon, you know, these other systems for a number of reasons. Now, if you're in California listening to this podcast, then you're probably like, you're like, oh, okay. So he's on like a spiritual journey. Like, yeah, I go to meditation groups and like whatever. Now, I want you to imagine though, because uh, my experience is in Georgia, it's not as, like, you, Brian, you've been out here. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a little more widespread than it is in Georgia, right? And um, is just off the charts, just amazing. Yeah, right. But there's not there's not that type of like uh, not as big at least of a spiritual communities there that there are out here, right? So no, I mean, now, there's, there's little pockets of Atlanta that are okay, but I would say generally comparatively, no, fractional. Yeah, for sure. Now I want you to imagine that, and in, in, like in your head, you're going to have to picture this, right? Because some of you some of you guys live in Georgia, but for those that don't, now imagine like this uh, this completely rural part of town in Northwest Georgia, right? Like just think yeah. of like the boondocks pretty much. Yeah. And then I want you to think of my gay brother and his husband coming in to buy this land next to all these other farms and, <laughs> and uh, build a spiritual community around all these other dairy farms. What, what kind of farm, what kind of farms are these farms farms, right? Like we drove through yeah, all these other farms. Yeah, the cotton, a lot of vegetables, you know. Uh, yeah, and we're what, meeting the neighbors. It's been awesome so far. What do they What do they think about you? Because you're quite different than the rest of the population in that small town. Uh, I, I could I could just tell you uh, to search for serpent foot serpent foot. Um, that's <laughs> the first and last name of of her. <laughs> And uh, she serpent. is a legend around um, serpent foot all together. One word like snake, you know, serpent foot uh -huh. all together. One word, first name and the last name serpent foot. And um, she lives on my street and I haven't had a chance to meet her yet. But uh, all I'll say is you can you can do the searches and hear hear the stories and the legends. And when you read that story, uh, you might understand that I think I'll find some good kindred spirits in the in the area. I'll just, that's the suspense I've been building for you there. People will like, read that see, and trust me, they're, they're going to ask you to do a whole episode on that, but that's, well, you know, we'll see. Do how you I see go. why I say that you, do you think you're the craziest of all the Yanceys? Cause now they've met the whole family, the whole immediate family. And I would say that it, up until a couple of years, well, you've always been a little crazy, but I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, it's a complete 180. and I'm like, it's your spiritual path and I, and do what you want, but you have to imagine if I'm listening to this podcast right now, I'm like, this guy might be a little off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think the best kind of crazy is when people aren't 
quite sure if the person could be committed to be crazy or like, you know, you could tell they're crazy as a story, but then people meet them and they're like, oh, they didn't seem so crazy. I think those are the craziest people. So I think maybe I could be the craziest in that sense, if you know. <laughs> that's what you know worries what I mean? me. Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, why I've been, I've been apprehensive to bring you on because I'm like, I don't even know how to explain your life in like, you know, everyone else is pretty easy. I, I can put them in a box and be like, this is what my mom's like. This is my dad's like, this is what my sister's like with you. I'm like, Oh, this is going to take some time. This is going to be a yeah. little bit of work to explain like what the hell's going on with, uh, with Brian right now. Um, well, do you want to describe really quick our, our relationship growing up? Oh man, geez. Uh, sure. That might be the antithesis of the spiritual journey. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, I mean, I think you probably have to go so crazy now. You would lock me in closets. You remember like what else you would do to me? Yeah. You're pretty tough. You're pretty tough. I mean, my brother, brother was, uh, we used to have the, in our rooms, you and I both had the same artificial Christmas tree and it would be in a box. It was like a really long, tall square box. So right. one of my favorite things was to put you in that box and uh, <laughs> like make you walk around, but it would like start at your ankles and go all the way to over your head and you could barely move your shoulders. And then you could uh, like push the box on the hall kind of left to right as you were walking. That was, I remember that being a really good one. Um, and you wonder how I have so many confidence issues now, right? <laughs> like, no, all started I know, but see, but see, that's how I'm trying to balance it out now. Like, you know, all the times that you've talked about and trying yeah. to like redeem so we get yeah. back to neutrality. Well, I think that you and I probably are, because I mean, I'm definitely on a spiritual path, but not like a, I'm not about to turn my life upside down and, you know, follow and go live in this, you know, and uh, out in the woods with serpent foot, serpent foot. But, uh, yeah. I, I think you and I probably are the most in common we've ever been when it just comes to spirituality. So it's been a way for oh, us yeah. to because before we were so different, which doesn't seem like we should have been in hindsight, but right. um, we were. But he was very much into sports. I was very much into like creativity. Yeah, uh, I was just and, I was really worried. I was really worried that you thought you were going to be the gay one for a while. And then I, I know, just made I me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> And you were like going to Australia, like singing in a little boys choir. And I was like, oh, this is not going to work out well for me politically when I come out. You know, so I think there's a little bit of angst around that until, you know, until I was, you just I was, kept saying you were straight. So I was like, well, oh, good. All right. I guess it's my time to shine now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we kind of got, we kind of pulled back the uh, little bit of the curtain, we kind of let the floodgates down a little bit. We can bring you back on because there is, I mean, you are really, I have had a fascinating life because. I mean, from being, you know, coming out in a time when being gay was not accepted in the South. Uh, no, it was and illegal. It was literally illegal. It was, yeah, it was straight up yeah. illegal. Yeah. yeah. And like, uh, we want, we don't have to spend your birthday talking about this, but I do, I do <laughs> want to, you know, it's not the most friendly of topics. I get it. Uh, but yeah, then this whole, this whole path and your new life, I mean, it is fascinating, but you just have to take it in little doses. We, we do need to bring you on because I think I told it pretty early on in the podcast when I decided to, you know, my brother said, hey, come to Costa Rica with me. And I'm like, okay, cool. When I get down there and everyone's doing this ayahuasca stuff, which I was like, hell no, I'm not touching that stuff. Uh, but my brother swears it's changed his life. But I feel like that's got to be its own separate. That's like a, that's like a side side one because it's yeah. just, you're really passionate yeah, relationships about it. With plants, all different sorts of plants for different reasons are amazing amazing helpers in different ways. So yeah, we can talk about it over time. So this is what, probably what we should do. Let's do this. Let's say if that interests you, let me know. Like if you guys are like, oh my God, I totally want to hear about more of this. But if you just think he's the, the craziest of the Yancey family that we just need to bring in small doses of, you know, like every now and then, <laughs> then we'll just leave him. We, we are, I mean, think about it, Brian. I've introduced the whole family over the last couple of months, right? And like, so if dad was yeah. the first one, I was like, that's a lot, right? Yeah, and but Mag he probably had the same. He probably had the same intro. Hey, y'all! Like, yeah, yeah this, I was just joking. <laughs> yeah. I don't. That's not my normal. Yeah. <laughs> so then we brought Maggie in, right? He's just super dramatic about oh, everything. Yeah. And so now oh, I've yeah, got this yeah, brother. Yeah. It's it's a it's its own reality show on this podcast. It's its own reality Here we are. show. That's right now. This, Thank you, Ron Bass. This is the, this is the Yancey family that. So let me know if Brian's too crazy and won't bring him back on. But either way, happy birthday. I love you. Sorry I didn't Thank send you, you anything. I don't think I've sent you no, anything since, okay. you know, no, since, since birth. Ever. Well, the last time that you were my secret Santa is when I got the gift certificate for $100 and I went to the store and there was only $10 left on it. Remember no, that one? Oh, that's not a true story. <laughs> that's not a true story. <laughs> is that a true story? 
I mean, it happened to me. I don't know. You know, we can talk about it sometime. <laughs> that's not a true story. <laughs> I mean, that's legit true, but it's fine. It's all good. Are you serious? I still love you. Yeah. 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 That was pretty embarrassing, the checkout, since I didn't actually bring money with me because I thought I was taking a you know, gift card. I, but it's cool. That sounds that sounds made up. I don't think that's a true story. Yeah. All right. Well, I, uh, I right. love you. Happy birthday. You guys have fun. All right. Thanks, y'all. Love you. All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's not a true story. I don't believe that. Okay, back to mom. Yeah, he's he's in. He's he is an interesting, interesting, interesting guy. That Brian. He is. He is fascinating. Who do Love you think, him. honestly? Like, if you were to look at it from the outside point of view, and I know that like they're all your kids, but like, who do you think is like the most crazy out of all of us? If you just look at everybody's everything from the outside point of view which one do you think is like the most like wow that's crazy <laughs> well, i don't think any of you are crazy i think you're all of course i know i really don't i think no. you're all on your own path and isn't that what you yeah. want i mean I, that's, that's crazy the only path. thing that's the only thing i want for my children is to follow yeah. their bliss right yeah yeah, oh, that's man. it. And you're that's all, interesting. And you're all very unique, and you're all awesome in your very own way. You can, uh, if you want to call in, though, feel free to call in too. Over that eight 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 Kramer eight is who do you think is the craziest? Because even as I'm sitting, I'm like, I don't, we're all literally just. My mom is just like this center core of the weirdest human beings all around her. So, so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> Yes. Never had a bad day in her life, Nancy. Nancy never had a bad day no. in her life. Not too many bad days. Uh, why? Why would you? Yeah, why? Did you have a quote for today? I do, and it's about birthdays. Um, you know, Abraham Lincoln said, "In the end, it's not the years in your life that count; it's the life in your years." Mm. I've always loved that. I have always loved that. That's really good. So. It's not about how many years you've lived or haven't lived. It's about how you have lived those years. Right. Right. So, yeah. You know, just live life to its fullest. Take each day as it comes. Know that God only wants good things for you and that they're there for you. I try to do that when I'm having, you know, even when I'm having like depressed or anxious days is like, I'm never going to get this day back. And Mm -mm. so even though I do spend, you know, some days like just being really anxious or worried or whatever, I still still try to like get out and do something because if I do look back over my life, I don't want to, this is what I did the first time I lost my job is I literally sat in this shell of anxiety for months. And I, you know, looking back now, is like, what was going to happen was going to happen either way. I mean, I still worked really hard to get to where I got my feet and everything else, but I didn't have to, worry, you know, why spend all that time, you know, and again, as somebody with anxiety, I'm not saying don't worry about it. I hear people say that, just don't worry about it. Like, it's fine. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a, if you're going to worry about it, like, they, like we talked about this in one of the, one of the other podcasts about acceptance model of like, okay, right. I'm anxious, but so what do I want to do? Like, do I want to sit here and be anxious or do I want to go out and, you know, drive 10 minutes and go to go sit on the beach and be anxious? Well, that's, still sounds like a better way of being anxious, you know, to actually, even though you're feeling these sensations and you're, you know, they're, they're all real. I get it. I understand. I bet go through it. But, uh, if it's going to be one way, why can't you have both? You know, why can't I go out and have a beautiful day at the beach, but also be anxious too, you know? And so if that can give somebody just a little bit of hope with anxiety, then I, I get it. I get it. And why look back on this time, right. And on your hard time and say, um, I wish I would have taken, you know, an hour out of the day just to read a book or go to the beach right. or call my right. mom or whatever, right. you know? So. Yes. Okay. So what do you do if you know something about your husband or your partner, but by admitting it, you can get everybody in a whole lot of trouble. Do you keep your mouth shut as a spouse or as a partner? We're going to ask that question next with ask my mom. 
All right, Ask My Mom here in a couple seconds on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Man, we have just created a beast. It's the most friendly beast that's ever been created, but it's, it's a beast nonetheless. Bless. So we, we have a program called Certified Fans, and it's so cool because it's like it's people like you, people that enjoy this podcast, think it's beneficial, and uh, you are the financial backbone of this. It's a $5 a month donation, and we're able to grow this show, and we're able to do cool things and give you perks. And my mom uh, has been giving whoop whoops to people that have been joining. Well, we did this a couple of weeks ago, but ever since then, people that didn't get their whoop whoops then want their whoop whoops. And I'm trying to keep up with who's got a whoop whoop and who hasn't gotten a whoop whoop. My life revolves around whoop whoops. Like literally between that and the merch store, I spend my days like tracking those orders and the whoop whoops and who's received theirs. So um, I want to make sure... I want to make sure you get your whoop whoop if you have you have invested into this show because I know that you that you really appreciate it. So my, I'm going to start on my end, and then I know we've got something to make up for too. Over the weekend, we welcomed uh, Shauna M from San Diego to the show, and I don't remember if we said hi to Veronica on Friday or not. But we're going to say hi to Veronica again because Veronica's going to get an extra one. So Veronica, okay. uh, Veronica L from El Cajon. There we go. And then I know we're missing people too. So Amy from Lemon Grove says she was one of the first fans. So yeah. she's going to get three. You ready? Okay. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Mm, thank you, Amy. Thank you for keeping us all, Amy. We love you forever. Okay. Can I just tell you a story really quick about this, about my anxiety when it comes to the whoop whoops right now? So I... <laughs> I'm my next big push is to try to get more certified fans, right? Because that's going to be a, a way for me to financially uh, get some ground, right? But I, um, I, so I've got, a, I've got a couple campaign pieces that I'm going to send out in order to try to try to encourage people to join the certified fans program. But I'm terrified to send them out because I just know that like the day that I send them out, we're going to sit here with like 30 new whoop whoops that we're going to have to do. And if we don't, <laughs> It's just going to turn into a like just this long stream of I didn't get my whoop whoops where I did. So I'm going to figure out how to successfully roll that out too. So, uh, well, yeah. don't worry. They go on to the Facebook page. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, the group and they'll, and they'll report you. I know. <laughs> so if you uh-huh, want to whoop whoop and all of the extra perks that come with being a certified fan, just text the word fans, F A N S to eight, eight, eight Kramer eight, or go down to the show notes and you're able to get it there. Okay. Let's do ask my mom. This is tough. Uh, you know, I was married. I've been divorced now for about two some odd years. Uh, but when I was married, it's tough because you want to, I always wanted to, to, I don't want to say make decisions, but guide my significant other in a certain way. And she would want to do it for me, right? You want them to make the right decisions and do the right thing. But when things are on the line like this, it makes it a little bit harder. So uh, here we go. It says, I have a question for the Ask My Mom segment. Please keep this anonymous. I am high risk and my partner works for a local restaurant. For um, last week, one of his coworkers posted a story saying that she tested positive for COVID-19. But within the hour, the story was deleted and the restaurant hasn't said anything regarding the positive test. The employee that tested positive showed symptoms and worked every day with all the other staff. Employees are refusing to serve drive through customers out of fear that they are going to spread it to other customers. As a result, they closed the drive through one day, but have since then reopened and resumed the week as if, as if everything was normal and customers unwillingly have been visiting the restaurant for over a week. No other employee has been tested, but my partner is getting tested tomorrow. I feel upset and that they are trying to sweep something under the rug. I understand it's hard for small businesses, but this isn't the time to be sneaky. People's lives are at risk. I want to say something, report it somehow, but I don't want to jeopardize my partner's job. Help, mom. What should I do? Woo. Oh. This coronavirus stuff is just getting nuttier so, and nuttier. Um, so, so challenging. Let's just let's just break it down because uh, I don't really know if it's this is a, a man or a woman. This is, came in over the text line. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, you obviously, it's not really 
Well, you're high risk though. So it is kind of, I was going to say, it's not really your business of what, mm. what they do, right? Like you have to, I always have said, I've got to just, I'm going to pick a partner that I, I know makes good decisions. Ones that align with my beliefs and with, you know, my, you know, I, I didn't do it great the first time, hoping the next time I'm going to pick the right person, person that has, <laughs> that makes the right decisions <laughs> that also align with my mm. beliefs. So, um, but if your if your health is at risk and you know that somebody else is at risk too, like they could be spreading this all throughout. I'm guessing this is San Diego. What do you do, Mom? Oh gosh, this is really tough. I mean, obviously, to me, your partner has got to step up and say something to their employer, even if it means losing their job. Do you want to work for an employer that would put your health and your life at risk? Well, you don't want to ask um, me that question. And- <laughs> right, right now, I probably, I probably would. <laughs> yeah, you probably like, would. Yeah, and they were like, hey, listen, I get, you, we, have, we have a great job offer for you, but you need to know that 50% of people here have coronavirus. I'd be like, let's roll the dice. Let's roll. No, you would not. No, you would not. Yeah, you've got to you think from that point of view. You're looking at it from your retired point of view of like, of course, you don't have anything financial to worry about. Do you want to go work for blah, blah, blah? Yeah, because we got to put food on our tables. You don't have to I worry know. about that, you know? So if you're like, oh, do you really want to work for? Yeah, we all, we all want to work. And it's not, a, it's not a good time to be looking for a job. Yes, I know. But I'm telling you, as a retired mom, I would talk to my partner and try to get them to do something with their employer. And I would not put my partner at risk. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I know it's hard. I just know it's hard. I just know it's hard. It's so hard for all of us. And these are tough decisions. And we have to make the best calls we can. But I'm telling you, if people don't start wearing masks, social distancing, and doing all the things that the health professionals that we trust tell us to do, then I am telling you, COVID is going to be here for a lot longer than any of us want it. So whatever we can do in our little part of the world to make this better, we've got to do it. We've got to do it. Oh, it's hard and it takes a lot of courage, but we've got to do it. I think at the end of the day, Sorry. like your, I mean, it, it, it is a real, and that's what we're all going through at one level or another. It's like, how much do you stay safe versus how much do you move on with your life? And and by that, I don't even mean like go out and party, but I mean like be able to put food on your table and exactly. try to balance those two are really hard. But at the end of the day, if you're dead, it's not going to matter. Mm. And if you're high right. risk. Like I think I feel. Or like, your partner dies. Or your partner well, dies. Your partner's not high risk. I, I I'm not under the belief that it's a, a huge, a huge risk other than spreading it. But you're high risk. You know, like, like mm-hmm. I feel like there should have just been a period at the end of that. Like it should have been. Hi, I have a question for ask my mom. Please keep me anonymous. I'm high risk, and then doesn't matter after that. Like you've got to do. What so you she should do. definitely. He yeah, or she. Sorry. I'm not sure if it's a guy or a girl. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I. It, like the conversation has to stop there because if you're not alive, it doesn't matter right. where, this, where your partner works. And you so, definitely need to go into quarantine. You don't need to be around them. You need I, to protect yourself. But the question is, do you find a way to directly report that or do you uh, find a way to uh, – do you talk to your spouse on how to do that? You know, like because – this person saying, I, you know, uh, I, I, I want to say something to report it somehow, but I don't want to jeopardize my partner's job. I don't know that it's your right. place to say something, but I think that no. your partner loves you as much as they do, that you should have that conversation and feel comfortable having it. And if they don't yeah. feel that that's important, then that's, you know, a real testament of where the priorities in their relationship are, Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe you don't need that partner. 
but you need to take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the phone number is 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. And uh, call, like, what do you think? Is this worth something? You know, especially people that are in like long-term relationships. Like, what do you, would you say something? Would you want to jeopardize your family's financial? And I don't know what percentage of this, you know, this partner brings in or is it worth it? And then how would you have that conversation with your partner about, you know, this isn't really important to me. So the phone number is 888-Kramer8. Call and let's get some calls on later on this week. Okay, I literally have heard your phone buzzing the whole entire show. I'm guessing, Dad, you're now 11 minutes late, so I know you have to go. Dad's probably having a night. <laughs> Lord. How did you guess that? Yep, go. Okay, I love you. <laughs> love you forever, darling. Um. All right, we'll do good news here at the end, and then we'll we'll be done for the day. Well, it made me laugh, and then we'll be done. Today, we start over in Massachusetts. There is a guy that moved there from Tennessee. His name was Clay Ward, and Clay is like, I'm going to be a bus driver. Not No passion to drive a bus, but it was just a job he was going to go get, right? Well, as he is driving this bus, he starts talking to all these students, and these students over at Framingham High School help him rediscover his dream of earning a teacher's degree. He said, I really enjoy working with kids, especially the high school students. And during the bus route, we would chat about their classes. As a history buff, I would share lessons that I learned in school, and we would talk about their academics. After several discussions, some students would tell me they really wanted me to be their teacher. And I thought they only said that because I was different than their regular teachers, educating them in a way that piqued their interest. But just that mention alone like got him thinking. He was like, well, you know, I kind of have this passion for, for teaching. And he said it renewed his sense of passion and expanding and teaching young minds. So he goes and enrolled at the community college, and then he basically busts his ass. He's driving the, the school bus full-time, and then he's attending classes full-time, earns a spot on the dean list every single semester, and then graduates with a perfect 4.0. Last month, he earned his all-division award for having the highest GPA in the Humanities and Social Sciences Division and the Liberal Arts Program. And then during the pandemic, you know, he's got this extra time because he's not driving the school bus. And so then in one year, Clayton has completed his associate and arts degree in liberal arts and will transfer over to Framingham State University in the fall to pursue his bachelor's degree in history with a minor in secondary education. We all come from different walks of life. You know, the one person might dress differently or one might act differently, but we're all the same. And what a cool way to turn this time. I mean, it's I can't imagine going to school like I went to Georgia Southern and I I busted my butt for four years and I got in and out. Uh, I can't imagine those that have to do school and on top of work. And, you know, it's it's a lot. So good job, man. That story. I mean, it makes you feel motivated to get back to really like your passion, your core, what's really burning inside. And we have a huge Atlanta family, um, not just my family lives there, but the listening family, too. And some good news coming out of Atlanta today. The Atlanta Hawks Stadium which I guess now is known as State Farm Arena. I think it was Phillips Arena was that when I was there. They are donating the arena to create the state's largest ever voting precinct. It's one that will keep people socially distant while whisking them through the process, not only on the August 11th primaries, but also the general election in November. So during the uh, protest of the Black Lives Matter protest, Tony Ressler, who is the arena's owner, is like, I want to do something. He said, we were very clear. We felt it's our responsibility to make sure the organization was an important civic asset to the state of Atlanta, depending on how things go with the coronavirus and social distancing. I mean, so far, a lot of the elections, you know, they've had these voting machines, which are typically just inches apart from each other, then spread six feet apart, which then slows down the process immensely. But in the arena, they can put a ton, ton of voting space in there, making sure everybody can get there and if you know Atlanta well, then you know that the MARTA station, which is the mass transit system, like like dumps right out into State Farm Arena. So it's it's like the perfect spot. So that happens in Atlanta. Then the Detroit Pistons, the Milwaukee Bucks all do the same thing. This election is going to be weird. I mean, for like a lot of different reasons, but it's uh, I'm just hoping by then. But this is what I've said for months now. Like, oh, yeah, by then it won't be a problem. I'm thinking like, by November, this won't be a problem. But. I think by J July, we'd still be sitting here too. So San Diego just kind of shut back down. You can't eat inside anymore at restaurants. And I think movie theaters shut back down. Um, I forget what else. The election is one thing we don't want to mess around with, right? There needs to be no kind of issues of why people can't get there and vote. I think election day needs to be a holiday. I've always said that, you know, no excuses of why people can't get out and vote. 
and I do love my brother a lot and we've, uh, we're very different and he's a, he's very interesting. Um, I growing up though, I always felt less than my brother. I always felt like he was like the golden child and I was like the wacky, you know, like the wacky sidekick. <laughs> like he was Johnny Carson and I was that me man. Right. So, uh, but I found this video. It was so funny to me. I've watched it like two or three times. It's just so freaking funny. Like, Imagine Jesus's brother. Okay, this is kind of how I felt in this situation. This guy's name is Michael Jr. I like reading the Bible. I was reading the Bible. Found out, uh, found out Jesus had a little brother. Anybody know his name? James. When I read that, I was like, how much pressure was that? <laughs> Jesus, your big brother? How many times do you have to hear, why come you can't be more like Jesus, James? Because, you know, everybody probably thought that James could do the same thing Jesus could do, but he couldn't. He was just James. He wasn't James Christ. <laughs> Remember the wedding banquet? Jesus turned water into wine. Everybody was amazed, but they don't tell you about the next banquet. Jesus left early. They started running out of wine. Everybody looked at James. <laughs> it's like, man, last time this happened, your brother made some wine, dude. You, you're just going to stand there with your sandals on? You're not going to... Can you make some Kool-Aid or something, man? You're not going to do anything. <sighs> that whole video is funny. It's in the show notes. All right. That is it. I'm sorry I took a day off yesterday. I, was, I loved getting on there and seeing all your comments on the Certified Fans page about missing the show. So thank you for saying that. It really means a lot to me. I'd love for you to become a Certified Fan. So text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to the number 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. Let's get you as a certified fan. And I'll see you back here tomorrow for a, uh, what is tomorrow technically, Wednesday? Wednesday, moment in Kramer history. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, Kramer, this is Robin from Cumming, Georgia. I got to give your sister some credit. I know you like to call her Dramaggy, but if I was in a car with a roach, I would have had a little bit different reaction because I would have made the car pull over and would have pulled everything out of that damn car until we found that roaching had it killed. I am terrified of roaches. I don't like bugs, period, but roaches, it's like I kind of freeze up around them. I don't know why. They're just really disgusting and they're not easy to kill and ugh, I don't know what purpose they serve, but I do not think your sister was being dramatic in this instance. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, Kramer. Irene from Chula Vista. I'm still catching up on all your podcasts and I got to the birthing video one and um, my first daughter was born 19 years ago and I did record it. I think my best friend got really good video, everything. We've never watched it. I still have it. I was transferring all of my VHS to DVDs at Costco and included it because there was also some footage of my daughter when she was really little. And my husband hates it because what Costco does is on the cover, they'll put pictures of different parts of your videos on the cover of the DVD. So it shows everything on the outside of this DVD cover. Now take it, put it away, but I won't let them get rid of it because it does have, like I said, things of um, when my daughter was uh, you know a baby so yeah we never really looked at it um, but it's there all right have a good day bye okay that's it for today thanks for listening to my son's podcast certified mama's boy be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends love you forever